Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Way UK. My name is Kane and I'm here with my co-host Jesse, Suze and Ben. Yeah, so we're all a part of The Way UK team. There's also some people that's not with us today like Zenya. Do you want to tell yeah. us more about yourself? Yeah, um, yeah I'm Ben. Uh, I'm a youth worker. I've been doing that for a few years. Um, the building we're in now is um, my humble abode. <laughs> um, I've been there for about four months. Um, and I, I love it. Sick. I'm Susanna, or Suze, and I'm 21. I am a final year law student. Yeah, and I'm Jesse. I'm 18, working as a freelance musician slash minister. Wow. Oh, wow. Hello. That's sounds, a fancy word, isn't it? Minister. Sounds like self-employed to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it, bro. That's exactly it. <laughs> Today we are on this series talking about 12, failing forward. We're in this series right now for the next six weeks. And today we're talking about school, talking about our challenges mm. through school and how, what's well, basically what's it like being a Christian in school. So, mm. um, Jesse, do you want to start? You see, some? I was perfect in school. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's um, <laughs> school's an interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah. Were, you, were you guys also as perfect as me? I was actually perfect. You, you know, I actually don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I can trust you. I think I, I cracked the system because I realised if you just become friends with the teachers, mm, then yeah, they'll let you off for stuff and they'll do stuff for you. Like my art teacher would always do my drawings for me. And the same with my like product design teacher. Did you I'd be like, you got, oh. you were graded on that. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, can you just oh, do this? Yeah. I'm not, I can't. And so I, I'm, yeah, I was flying wow. through. Man, you, you cracked the code. Yeah. yeah. At what expense? <laughs> <laughs> no friends. I went to like a lower middle upper school thing. For some reason, Bedford was like that. Um, in, in middle school, um, there's like an assembly time and like the girl that I fancied was on up on stage and like I overheard the teacher being like who else wants to stand up um, and I was like oh that must mean being on stage so I put my hand up and she was like detention you miss out on gold time and I was oh. like what? gold time so I couldn't play football for half an hour is there anything Gosh. you'd regret looking back on school now well, oh, that well, took a turn. It took a turn. Yeah. Well, I mean, but hey. He regrets putting his hand up and missing this yeah, goal. Yeah. But, like, is there anything you could do? If I regretted anything, maybe I wouldn't be the person I am today. So Failing forward. Failing He had to give the right answer. Because <laughs> yeah. he's gay. Someone had to. Someone had to. Good job. I think. It was interesting because I went to like a very Christian primary school mm-hmm. and we followed like this American system and it was like very sheltered that like, we memorized Bible verses and like it was very good grounding. And I went to high school and had the shock of my life. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, people are swearing here. Like what? Um, so I think it took me a few maybe like a couple of years to mm. be like, hey, just be yourself. Like you don't need to. Yeah, don't. I guess just get over that shock of like the different backgrounds and like I went to high school which is like Mm. very working class like 60% Muslim and even like being an Indian who was Christian was a bit weird Mm. because there weren't many of us Mm. um but yeah so I think I if anything I regret probably not putting myself out there more and not like just being being afraid of different or being afraid of doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing I wish I was just like Mm. yeah just went for it and was me and not yeah. thinking about oh who do I need to be or who do people expect me to be I kind of wish that I just let go a bit that's good I think I yeah. actually got some besides what I said yeah. before I think I actually, actually can relate to that because I remember before I was a Christian now like, that's all I'll do is just follow my friends like yeah. my friends play this game I'll play that game I'll buy literally that game just play with those friends yeah. or like mm. my friends are going here or there like I would just hang around with my friends all the time I didn't have 
my, I guess, self-worth or like do like yeah. what I think is cool. And I just went for it type of thing. I was always, my, you say identity or what I want to do mm. is always found in my friends rather than mm. in just in myself. And nice. like, yeah. going, like being independent, I guess. Like I was always just less independent and just follow the crowd. Yeah. 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 So what you're saying is you do have regrets and therefore no integrity. <laughs> Back then, <laughs> I mean, now the Lord has changed my life. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're just playing. We're, just, we're having a little giggle little the way. <laughs> that's, that's us. Yeah, I mean, like in hindsight, looking back at school, like obviously like I'm, a, I'm 25, so school for me was like a good 10 years ago. I think like there, there were moments where um, like some of my friends um, were like getting like quite severely picked on. Mm. Um, and... Wow. I didn't really realise the extent as to like how it was affecting them. Mm. Um, and like, I guess there's that element of like lad culture and banter where you're mm. like, oh no, like this, this is funny. Like we're having a laugh, but actually yeah. someone's feelings is getting really hurt. And looking back yeah. because of like, now I'm a lot more mature now. I can look back and be like, actually like, I wish I was just a little bit more sensible mm. and like stopped something from going too far mm. they went when friends you know are having um you know like family difficulties and you have no idea and you're braiding them because of like how they talk um yeah. like i like massively regret that because mm. i'm like denying someone like their humanity really wow yeah that's fascinating yeah that's kind of what i think i regret as well same principle but different scenarios mm. of just empathy mm. yeah for people like I know for me, once yeah. I left school, um, actually it was the time when uh, the Black Lives Matter movement went mm. on and George Floyd. Yeah. Wow. And for the first time ever, I looked outside of myself. Yeah. Mm. And then I looked back on school and I was like, school was an interesting time for me. I, got, I became a Christian when I was year 10 to so 14. Mm. Mm. And life wow. radically changed, praise yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. And all I knew is that I wanted to live for him. And so I tell people about it and... I grew up in a place called Brighton, which is known as the most mm. liberal place in the world. And so a lot of their uh, values were set on being who you want to be mm. and yeah. doing what you want to do. And actually what the Bible teaches is also separate to that. It's mm. like, actually, no, this is what gives you life as a mm. Christian. This is how to live well and live yeah. glorifying to God. Yeah. And so when I tried to portray that message, I was met with a lot of hostility and, mm. and aggression and rather than empathising with that and recognising where that's really coming from, mm. I'd just shield off and mm. back away and I'd go into yeah. like a music room and express yeah. my emotion through that, which is beautiful. Yeah. And I learned so much through that yeah. and I learned how to play piano in that space, mm. you know. And mm. But also, that was such a missed opportunity where mm. I could really show love in yeah. a different way, you know, just yeah. literally through being a friend. Mm. Like when I became, when I got saved, I kind of just focused so much on God that I, to an extent, neglected my non-Christian yes. friends because mm. I didn't go to parties. I went to youth mm. group, and you'd argue this was great because yeah. I'm not mm. getting involved in drugs or parties or whatever. But also, there's neglection there yeah. in reality, which is weird. Mm. It's this weird compromise of in church you're taught to shield yourself sometimes, you're taught mm. to remove yeah. yourself yeah. from temptation, and there's a truth to that. And like. We're told to flee in the Bible from sin. And mm. um, in some passages we can read that. But, mm. yeah. but also it's like, 
Yeah. I've just totally isolated yeah. the one Christian yeah. in a lot yeah. of non-Christians' yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. And the one person who knows a real love, which is Jesus, mm. and can reflect that love, has now been removed from their yeah. lives, just from mm. my own feeling of yeah. I'm rejected because I'm different, even though that wasn't specifically true. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. I think there's yeah, definitely a healthy balance to what you just said. I think, yeah, there's like a time where... Yeah, you need for a season, need to be isolated to really connect with God and grow mm. with God. And for him to kind of be isolated so then he can like, so then you can connect with him and he can kind of like bring you to a place where he can like add like wisdom to your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because for me, I also can relate as well because I became a Christian when I was 14, 15, but I never mm. grew up, you know, in a Christian household. I never mm. went to yeah. church ever. So for me, I had to really isolate myself for kind of a couple of years wow. to really learn wow. God's word. For me, really to yeah. like um, stick with community, to... Yeah understand who jesus is yeah. and the lord slowly after that slowly like i started to meet up with my friends again and, and they kind of saw the difference between me and even my one of my closest friends he's muslim mm. and when i get married one day when i get married one day he's probably going to be one of my groomsmen actually mm. um yeah. but he seek shout out <laughs> his for four days to shout out yeah. i don't know if he's watching this probably not <laughs> but um hello if you he, are hello if you are but <laughs> he <laughs> but he always says to me all the time like he sees like the before Cain and the after Cain yeah. wow. and how it was. So yeah. Yeah. I think there definitely comes to a season where you need to be isolated, where God's going to pour into you yeah. and where you can dedicate to him. And then there's another season where you, as you said, you do need to step out of that and, you know, reach mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. and all those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, the book of Daniel is, this is the thing that I always think about and how like, you know, he mm-hmm. was immersed in Babylon. Like he, he allowed certain, like he followed certain rules, but mm-hmm. he, like he, he had his, his line. Yeah. Um, of where he wouldn't compromise, mm. um, and that led him to, you know, the furnace. Um, yeah. But but it also allows it allowed him to to know that God was with him in those moments, mm. and then he was able to you know share with Nebuchadnezzar, um, mm. you know, whether Nebuchadnezzar turned. Yeah. Different story, but um, there is something in that of like mm. when we're when we're immersed in like the modern day Babylon if you want to call it that yes. mm. um, or just like the idol of the world mm. and, and, and how culture is you know, we do need to you know, know where our lines are mm. um, absolutely because like you're right we do need to be in those spaces because mm. um, like how else is God going to reach it's definitely a challenge that I had for my youth worker growing up mm. um, around like um, going out clubbing I was like if, if we're not going there who is mm. um and like I, I never went because like I don't like dancing. Um, <laughs> I don't like the taste of alcohol really. Mm. Um, and so that that you know that was that for me. Um, yeah. But you know, for some people, that is where God's calling. Mm. You think of the twenty four seven movement in in Ibiza. Yeah. Um, right in the centre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there is a space for it. Mm. Yeah, there is, and I think that's why community is so important. Like yes. for me, yeah. I had. Um, like two really close Christian friends and we navigated high school together. Mm, And I remember when we were 13, we all kind of encountered Jesus together and started to Mm. grow in that. And I remember we had a conversation saying, um, what would happen if we gave our teenage years to God? Mm. Like we didn't even think Mm. about it. It wasn't a huge Mm. thing, but I remember just having this conversation and saying, hey, let's pray, let's just say it. And we had no idea Mm. how God honoured that even when we didn't honour that. But I Mm. think it was so important for us to have this have for me to have this group because we were in RE lessons together and we were able to like Mm. not kind of shout people down but it was really helpful to know that like 
my mm. friend was with me and she also had this stance and I think yeah. it was able yeah. it made me able to be like unapologetically Christian and I think yes. what we're talking about yeah. is like you know holiness and that for us that just means like being set apart being different mm. consecrated to God set apart to God yeah. mm. um that's really hard because high school is brutal. And I think yeah. what you were saying, Ben, about mm. um, the lad culture, I think suddenly with girls, like the gossip culture, like the catty yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah. I remember in year nine, like we had an only girls assembly oh. and they all sat us down and they were like, please just stop fighting each other yeah. <laughs> because it got so bad. Wow. And all these friendship groups were like at each other's necks. Wow. And I think being able to go into a classroom in, in an RE lesson and from the beginning mm. say, mm. this is what I think, mm. because I think I had Christian friends that sat on the fence and in the end they mm. kind of lost a bit of their way because there wasn't that community to be mm. like hey we're going to fly this flag with you yeah. like we're going to go into that classroom and with grace and love like share yeah. our views because we can and that's yeah. the freedom yeah. we have in this mm. space yeah. um, but I'd rather go in with just you know flying my flag and saying this is what I believe mm. than sitting on the fence because I think that is when yeah it's so easy for culture to make us question whether what yeah. we think like you think Jesse mm. um, mm. whether what, what the Bible says is true but it is mm. true for high school as much as it is anywhere else too right yeah well and I guess how we've talked a lot about the truth this Bible this holiness this set apart <laughs> yeah. this, and like how do we figure out what our worldly views are mm. we're going through a series in church at the moment um, around wisdom um, and like Proverbs kind of um, puts out this this question of like, who are we going to listen to? Is it going to be Lady Wisdom or is mm. it going to be Lady Folly? Mm. Um, and um, there's something about, you know, Solomon asking to receive wisdom mm. and it's not something we, we get from ourselves. It, has, it only comes from God. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that's different for everyone. Um, yeah which is why the you know, relationship is so important especially with mm. with god like if we're gonna if we're gonna partner and be um be in this relationship with god and and find ourselves in the community of the loving trinity mm. um then um you know i need to i need to spend time with god yeah. mm. um to know what he's going to say mm. um and like that is difficult yeah. um i think like yeah um mm. he does speak through through scripture um, and so you need to honour yeah. the, holy, the holy words. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's difficult for me to say because um, I have my own context, I have my own history. Um, and if you're listening, you have your own history, you mm. have your own context. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's not for me to say, um, it's for me to say actually, mm. um, listen, um, receive from Lady Wisdom <laughs> um, and don't listen to Lady Folly. Mm, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think when I became a Christian, like, as I said, I, I didn't know nothing about the Bible or mm. even, like, God's view on humanity. Yeah. So mm. I kind of, I said before, I kind of isolate myself and kind of the more that you grow. Because as a Christian, we're called, so our first calling is to come, obviously come into a covenant relationship with Jesus. That's our first calling. Mm. And so I had to really just, like, build that. And as I grew to know who Jesus is and he's calling, not just on my life, but he's calling for humanity, I saw, like, God's view on, on humanity and how God loves humanity so much. Mm. And I think I think that's, as a Christian, that's what we should do most importantly. Um, and not just get our viewpoint just from, like, a second-hand 
opinion from you know a person on stage like one of our pastors or something but really go to the scriptures for ourselves mm. and build that relationship with God for ourselves mm. yeah, um, that's what Jesus wants Jesus wants an mm. intimate relationship with all of us and the more that we yeah. do that when we do go outside into the world we can say okay cool this yeah. is God's view on this subject that subject and we can easily just dis- distinguish and discern if this viewpoint is from God or it isn't from God. Mm. I think Christians that struggle with that is because maybe they just don't know the heart of heart of God in the first place. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I think and I think from there, that's when like when we do speak to our friends that are not Christians, then we can actually like help them out as well mm. and kind of like not Bible bash them or anything like yeah. that, but come from a place of like grace and love. Yeah. And yeah. help them out in a way that's that's God honouring as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's a great great place. I guess the younger the better when you can set foundations and, like Ben said, get your own convictions and mm. your own line. And I think high school was the time for me that I kind of started just having time with Jesus mm. alone, yeah. just reading the Bible, praying, <laughs> worshiping. And I think kind of what we were saying about, you know, when we go into these maybe like secular spaces, as, as we might call them, mm. um, where there's non-Christians or there's activity going on that we don't really see ourselves doing, like actually knowing that I have a relationship with Jesus and knowing that I have, you know, when I spend time with him, I feel bolder in those situations because mm, yeah. I know it's not just yeah. me. And I know that me, you know, walking home with someone or me just like giving someone space to to be mm. or listen or whatever, those things. I think in high school, I learned that we have to show first, like mm. people mm. really watch us and you're at school most of your day mm. and people, and especially, you know, young people and teenagers, they know when you're being genuine and yeah. they know when yeah. this is your life or not. And so if we're in a place where we can, you know, not just make Christianity an argument or a political belief mm. that's right. cool, but actually make it our life and yeah. show that is so powerful yeah. the way people mm. you know see Jesus in that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's other quotes like preach the gospel at all costs and if, if necessary mm. use, use words, words yeah. Mm. yeah it's cool don't know who says it some guy some, guy. some wise yeah. guy shout out to whoever said it <laughs> yeah shout out oh, it was actually me guys <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess the flip side of that like how do we deal with rejection when mm. it comes sticking to these values mm. yeah well, I think there, there yeah. is a scripture. Where, <laughs> I think there is a scripture where it says, um, "Just like dust, dust yourself off." Yeah. I think even when you do receive rejection, just know mm. that um, obviously Christ received the most greatest rejection of all. So yeah. you know, that's also one thing. And I think also that when you know, if especially as you just said, just now actually, preach the gospel, and then if you want to use words, use words. So I think mm. when you're preaching the gospel, if they reject that, they're not just rejecting yourself, but they're rejecting the Lord. Mm. And, when you, and you kind of what you say when you step away from yeah. that, you're like, okay, God, um, they're not just rejecting me, but they're rejecting like, your message. So, um, yeah. and then also from that, not to like, I feel like when, when we get rejected, it's like, ah, oh, like they don't like me or it's about me. Yeah. But I think just come away from the situation and just like, like, Lord, okay, cool. They may reject you, but I still pray for them. And I still, mm. so I feel like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like when, when I get rejected, I feel like my first instance is like, okay, cool. I'm not going to speak to that person ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going like, to run away yeah. and just leave that person to do what they want to do and live their lives. Yeah. But I think I get rejected, cool. But maybe in the next season, I can reach out to them. Maybe the same way or a different way. Yeah. Maybe just the way you reach out to them, maybe you could have done it over coffee or a different kind of method. Mm. That kind of makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Totally does. Jesus definitely says something about that in the Gospels, doesn't he? Mm. About the rejection not being on you, but on him. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I guess he also says, like, they will hate you because yeah. they hated mm. me. You yeah, know, like, yeah. the gospel is, mm. yeah, sometimes it can be offensive. And I think in our culture, it can, it's so, like, ridiculous some of the things Jesus says to people. Mm. It's like, whoa, how can this be true? Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I think God really honors when when we honor him, he honors mm. us. And sometimes mm. that is, I think in high school, especially it's the cost of not being popular. It's the cost of people chatting about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the cost of being yeah. that person who thinks this about that. Mm. Um, and that's really hard. I don't think I have much wisdom on that. Like yeah, that no. does suck. Mm. But yeah. I think you learn that actually, yeah, this isn't my message. This isn't my idea. This mm. is a truth that is yeah. way beyond me. Yes. And Jesus can defend himself. He doesn't need yeah. me to, mm. you know, shout for him. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and it just it just makes you appreciate the cross mm. and his resurrection so much. Um, the fact that Jesus faced faced so much rejection, mm. um, yeah. and he didn't retaliate, and it took him to the cross. Mm. And then you read in Ephesians, you know, that on the cross Jesus killed hostility. Um, yeah. Like what a what what a, what a God that is, mm. you know. In, in yeah. Hebrews, where you know the author says, um, you know the high priest um, is mm. not Jesus is our great high priest mm. um, and that he'd gone through all temptation not that he might um, be removed but that you know we mm. may be brought into relationship mm. that we could boldly approach mm. the throne mm. um, that's not word for word by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, Ben translation yeah, yeah. Um, and like I think like so often we kind of skip over the hope that we have mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know despite all the rejection that goes on in the world and, and towards us, I know that there'll be a day coming where there'll be no more hostility. Yeah, um, and where I get to be fully unified with with humanity, mm. um, that there'll be no hostility between us. Mm. Um, wow. And like that almost pushes me to go and love my neighbor even more, mm. that despite the rejection, yeah. um, because I know that one day the hostility that you're giving me um, will, will be no more. Yeah. But I get to like go and love you even 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 more the better. Yeah. Um, and like it almost fun. makes it a privilege yeah. Yeah. that I get to like face hostility. Mm. Um, wow. And I just think like practically, it's okay to be upset with rejection as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, we can. It is a privilege to be rejected, yeah. and it yeah. is a joy sometimes. But also, yeah. it's. Hard. Mm. Yeah. I don't. It, yeah. It's easy to <clears throat> seek God in it and be yeah. excited by it, but it's also it's easier to be harmed by it. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think of David, King David, was one of the most rejected men mm. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. First off, by his dad. Mm. Yeah, true. <laughs> like literally, yeah. his dad. Yeah. So, someone came up to him and said, "Your son's going to be king. Bring out your boys." Yeah. Mm. And he left one, and it was David because yeah. he didn't think that was acceptable. Yeah. Terrible. After that, he got rejected by King Solomon. Was it King Solomon? Saul. Saul. King Saul. Saul. Not Saul. Mm. That's his son. <laughs> uh, king King Saul, mm. who was kind of a new father figure, mm. and they turned on him mm. because he he had a whiff of. Mate. power on David mm. then yeah. his best friend Jonathan had to leave him mm. in a field yeah. whilst Saul was coming after him he was one of the most rejected men yeah. in the Bible wow. and do you know what he wrote out of that the Psalms mm. yeah. which you read through and it is not chippy chappy <laughs> yeah. it's sad it's, real. It's, it's a lament and it's real yeah. and yeah. that's okay and I think God actually honours our vulnerability yes. oh, for sure. I think I've mm. just been 
the past couple of days around some students where they've just seen an outpouring of God. Mm. Yeah. And it started with surrender. It mm. didn't start with glee yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. fact that they were struggling. It started with people yeah. coming burdened and giving it to God and lamenting. And I think that's where God opens up to pour out. Like there's a scripture which says his perfection is made perfect in our weakness. Mm, that one. Yeah. His strength is made perfect. Jesse translation. probably the message. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, <laughs> probably. But like, it's true. God honors yeah. our vulnerability. Yeah. God loves us to come to him as we are, whether mm. we're hurt or not. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be joyful, mm. but the joy of the Lord mm. is our strength. So yeah. when we come, we sit, come we on. receive, we bring it to him. And it gives us easy burdens so yeah. we can then yeah. step out of that place. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the world needs to see imperfect Christians. Like they need yeah. to yeah. see Christians that yeah. are broken and get it wrong and are as much of anyone else in need of grace. And mm. I think it's a really cool opportunity to like turn up to school every day and just be like, yeah, I need Jesus. And mm. that's okay. And it's not yeah. perfect. Yeah. And I think... Uh, a lot of people would reject stuff that they just don't know about, mm. especially young mm. people these days. Like people, I think they reject Jesus, reject the gospel because they just don't know it. Like mm. you know, um, yeah. so I think yeah, just all about how we present the gospel to them and like our testimonies is you know amazing part of that as well. Like yeah. I think the people in my small group when I shared them my testimony and we've had like kind of like um, roundtable conversations and we're just mm. like genuinely speaking. I'm not trying to. Like you know, John three, John three sixteen there. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying like, hey, like, what's your story? And then ask, what's my story? And we kind of share. Mm. Um, and I think that's just such a healthy way as well. Just coming at it as a place of yeah, just grace yeah. again and love, mm. and just um, yeah, and even just asking like, hey, even creating that space where they can ask you questions. Because for me, whenever someone asks me a question, I was like trying to think of what to respond. Yeah. But I think just let the person speak, hear the person out. And then when they're over, then you can add your two cents. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I even look at looking at Jesus after he um, rises. You know, he he still had his scars mm. in, his, mm. in his in his in his hands. Um, like he didn't come back this perfect yeah. human. Um, and like it's because of those scars that he was able to show Thomas mm. and that he might believe. Um, wow. I think there's there's certainly power in in scars and the fact that it yeah. tells a story. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've scarred just underneath my eye um, from when I got kicked in the head playing football. If someone wants to notice that, I can be like, I can tell a story of when I, like, put my body on the line to, um, to save a goal. Um, <laughs> and, like, I think the same way yeah. for um, mm. not just physical scars, but yeah. I think also the mental and emotional scars that we have throughout mm. our life, that wow. there are so many, so many moments um, where, you know, I'm, like, have been deeply hurt um, and it's a result of those um, scars where I can point to Jesus and say, actually, he's the one that brought healing. Mm -hmm. And it's not always mm -hmm. a, a yeah. quick fix. There's definitely waiting. Um, and like, there's a whole other podcast in that. <laughs> um, but um, there's like within the process, um, you know, I can, I can be like, hey, look, look at this scar here. Um, and this is how Jesus brought me through that. Mm. Um, but it mm. only happens when we open ourselves up to, to failure and, mm. to, and to chaos and to death and to uncertainty. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus had to die for him to, to rise from the dead. Um, yeah. And it's in those, in those moments that I think we, mm. we, we actually find life. Yeah. And that's the premise of the Christian faith. Yeah. Man, guys, thank you for that. That mm. was an awesome conversation. That was so insightful and fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. We've got a few more episodes to go in this series, so make sure you you know keep your updates on maybe cheeky subscribe you know but uh, bless you guys and see you soon <laughs>